your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 14th, 2021. Your boy Q here, fresh off a really fun night at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, man, they done messed up now. They done really messed up. They done let your boy in Las Vegas. They let me run wild and let me do what I got to do and cover the Raiders like a glove. So, man, oh, man, coming off a fresh event. Nice, cool little event. It was small, little quick event at Allegiant Stadium, but it was at Allegiant Stadium. So, I'm going to tell you all about it coming up on today's show. Got a Big time show for you. At least I feel like it's a big time show. Very, very excited about it as I count down the days. So I'm actually on Raider Nation Radio 920 for the first time, which I should be on the 15th live from the Raiders headquarters in Henderson. Very excited about that. I mean, man, oh, man, I remember going back uh, probably like a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Either way you look at it, when the Raiders were getting that facility in Henderson kind of put together and, and they were getting all the bells and whistles put on. And I remember saying on the podcast one time, I wouldn't mind doing a radio show from there. That'd be fun. Someone tell them that if they need a guy to do a radio show from there, I'm your guy. And well, lo and behold, here we go. A little bit later, I'm going to be doing a radio show from the Henderson facility, Raiders headquarters. Very excited about that. Kind of had a conversation with Eddie Pascal from the Raiders on a Tuesday, a little conference call type thing to get everything squared away. So on Thursday, your boy will be talking live on the radio from the Henderson facility. Very excited about that. But I'm excited about today's show as well. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight out that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Got a lot of texts and a lot of calls. Won't be able to get to them all, but I will try to get as many on as possible. Coming up in segment number two, I'm very excited about this segment. I had a couple different ideas of what I wanted to talk about, and then I ended up going to that small business showcase at Allegiant Stadium Tuesday night. Again, if you follow me on Twitter, a lot of you saw me tweeting out pictures of it. A really, really cool event that the Raiders are part of and really trying to help inspire small business owners and try to help them out and get them where they need to be. And so you're going to hear in segment number two, the winner of the small business showcase, Felicia Parker of Anytime Baskets, little group setting with her. You're going to hear from former Raider great Lincoln Kennedy, little group setting with him. And then to close it out in segment number two, you'll hear a one-on-one, myself and Raiders president, Mark Bedane. That's all coming up in segment number two. Plus, I'll explain the whole little uh, small business showcase that was going on. All that's coming up in segment number two. Very excited about that. Here in segment number one, just give you the news and the notes of the day, as I always do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And the first piece of news I wanted to bring to you was something Pro Football Focus had put out about Josh Jacobs and him breaking tackles. According to Pro Football Focus, they say over the last two seasons, only Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry have broken more tackles than the Raiders' Josh Jacobs. And then they put out their uh, top 10 list as far as running backs in the league going into 2021. And Josh Jacobs came in at number 9. And if you remember, a few weeks ago, NFL.com had put out their top 10 list as far as running backs going. Actually, they had ranked all 32 and uh, all 32 starters, and Josh Jacobs was number 9. And I said, I don't know if he's number 9. I think he's a little bit higher than that. Well, Pro Football Focus put him in at number 9 as well. And they said over the past two seasons, only Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb have broken more tackles on the ground than Jacobs, who's been the best first round pick the Raiders have had in a number of years. That's all I said about him, but they ranked him at number nine. And 
when I looked at the list, I was okay with most of it, except for number eight, the one directly in front of him, Chris Carson of the Seahawks. I didn't think that he's number eight. They say a throwback style runner who plays fittingly in an offense with some throwback tendencies. Chris Carson is one of the hardest running ball carries in football. He's broken 136 tackles and averaged over three yards per carry uh, over the last three seasons. So I guess because he's been doing it a little bit longer than Josh Jacobs is why he got the number eight spot. But uh, I thought that Jacobs could have been a little bit higher, probably been a little bit better than Chris Carson. At number 10, they had Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. So they had Jacobs sandwiched in between Chris Carson of the Seahawks and Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. So not bad. Jacobs is still a top 10 running back in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And there's no doubt about it in my mind. He's definitely a top 10 running back. Very excited to see what he could do this year uh, alongside of Kenyon Drake in that Raiders backfield. Here's a little nugget for you for today's Locked On Raiders podcast. How about the battle for Vegas? It's a charity softball game going down Saturday, July 24th at Las Vegas Ballpark. Versus, it's the Raiders versus the Golden Knights or Gridiron versus Ice. And again, this is a charity softball event. Very excited about it. This is one of the events that, you know, if I wasn't in Las Vegas, I wouldn't be able to be at and I wouldn't be able to cover, but I will be. And I'll be there. I'll be able to cover it. And I believe I'll get a lot of audio that will come from that. I'll, I'll bring a lot to the table. Very excited about it. Marcus Allen and Tim Brown, two Hall of Famers, two famous Raiders, Hall of Fame Raiders, uh, are going to be the coaches. Marcus Allen basically is his team, and then Tim Brown is his assistant. Uh, some of the players that are going to be participating or the guys that are going to be playing for the Raiders, how about wide receiver Henry Ruggs, safety Jonathan Abram, running back Josh Jacobs, fullback Alec Ingold, cornerback Damon Arnett, tight end Darren Waller, defensive end Max Crosby, tight end Foster Moreau, and wide receiver Willie Sneed. That is the Raiders lineup right there for the charity softball event, the Raiders versus the Golden Knights or Gridiron versus Ice. Again, it's the Battle for Vegas. It's going down at Las Vegas Ballpark next Saturday, July 24th, and your boy will be there, so I'll make sure to have it covered like a glove. And that's something that's going to be my theme. And I think there's already some people in town, some of the reporters in town, some of the TV guys and TV girls that have been able to talk to me already, and they're just kind of like knowing, yeah, this dude's about to hit the ground running, and he's going to be everywhere. And I let them be known, you guys are going to get tired of seeing me. I'm going to be all over the city at all these different events and it's just going to go down like that in a major way if i'm going to be here you know someone hit me up on twitter and say, i see you're using your press your press um, pass already and say hey man if i'm going to have it i might as well use it right so that's exactly what i'm going to do i will make sure to cover everything raiders related like a glove so very excited about that but that's gonna be a fun event saturday july 24th battle for vegas charity softball event the raiders versus the golden knights and then I got this piece of news, and it's not Raiders related, but I find it pretty interesting. It has to do with the NFL and the New York Jets and safety Marcus May. They are not expected to reach a long-term deal before the franchise tag extension deadline. That's according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com and NFL Network. Uh, he said it appears the Jets safety Marcus May will play 2021 on the franchise tag. Uh, the Jets have not responded to May's last proposal and that the offer has been pulled off the table. This news comes with 48 hours until the deadline for franchise tag players to strike a long-term deal, which is actually Thursday, July 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. on the West Coast. There's no agreement expected to get done as far as Marcus May. He's going to earn $10.61 million on uh, the franchise tag deal in 2021. Then most likely he's going to end up hitting free agency or maybe that they're going to try to sign and trade him or who knows what's going to happen. But another Jets player, not happy, looking like he's probably going to be on his way out or, like I said, might have to play this year on the, on the franchise tag. And then who knows what's going to happen after that. But May is a really, really good safety and a lot of teams in the league will be interested in him. And I know that the Raiders were, 
are interested in, or at least we were talking about on the podcast, that the Raiders should be interested in him this year going into a free agency. But uh, we all knew that the franchise tag was going to be applied to him. But he's been in the league four years. He's played in 54 games. He's played 16 games every single year, except for 2018 when he was injured, only played in six. But he's been in 54 games at 257 total tackles, 22 passes defense, and six interceptions, along with four forced fumbles. So, I mean, the dude can absolutely flat-out play. Everyone always talked about Jamal Adams there in that back end of that Jets defense, but Marcus May is definitely nothing to shake a stick at. Damn good player, and he's going to be a guy that's going to definitely be uh, sought after on the free agent market if he eventually does hit the free agent market. But it does not look like a long-term deal is going to get done with the Jets and Marcus May. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, you're going to hear the interviews from the small business showcase that went on at Allegiant Stadium on Tuesday evening. I'll explain to you exactly what that is, and then I'll let you hear the interviews. Got three really good ones. The winner of the small business showcase, Felicia Parker of Anytime Baskets, also former Raider great Lincoln Kennedy, and Raiders president Mark Bedane. That's all coming up in segment number two. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action baseball season I don't know if you watched the all-star game but that went on of course the home run derby was the day before that they're on the all-star break right now NBA finals gets cracking again this evening NHL is done but they'll be back sooner rather than later matter of fact they got their draft on the way UFC and MMA that is all going on in a major way as well uh, so before the next pitch, the next home run, before the next slam dunk or three-pointer, head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines. Get into the game. Your team's on a run in the playoffs. You should be on a run in the playoffs. Again, head to the website using the mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you do that? You got to use the promo code Locked On. It's that simple. Promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Very excited about this segment. Very excited about the sounds that you're about to hear. Interviews and media sessions from the small business showcase that took place at Allegiant Stadium on Tuesday evening. I was very blessed to be part of it. Really one of the first events that I've been a part of since being in Las Vegas, but it will not be the last one. Please believe that. I'm going to be all over the city, like I mentioned in segment number one. But uh, basically what this small business showcase was, was a, a group of seven different small business finalists. They were there at Allegiant Stadium, and the winner was going to receive single-season sponsorship assets valued at $100,000, including signage inside Allegiant Stadium, Raiders home game tickets, Raiders spots, and digital promotions on the Silver and Black's official website and mobile app. And so Lincoln Kennedy was there, Vice President of Corporate Partnerships for the Raiders, Christian Howard was there, Team President Mark Bedane was there, and out of seven different finalists, one had to be selected. And there's multiple different things that you can do to showcase and highlight your business. And so Felicia Parker of Anytime Baskets, she did a really, really good job of uh, not only promoting her business, but showing that she's a member of the community and giving back to the community. And that was one of the, the big factors that went into this as well. And I just think it's awesome. Lincoln Kennedy was the MC, and he actually put it out there that, hey, I'm a small business owner as well, has multiple different small businesses, including – 
a crab restaurant in Las Vegas. So he's got a lot going on. So he thought it was really important for him to be a part of it. And of course, the Raiders want to be a part of it as well. So the first interview that I want you to hear is actually the winner of the Small Business Showcase. And I'm going to start off with her because one, she's the winner. Her name is Felicia Parker. Her business is called Anytime Baskets. And this is just a group setting. So it's about me and three or four other uh, reporters that are out there uh, just kind of covering this event and talking to Felicia Parker. But I want to play this for you because she is so inspirational. If you just listen to her words and listen to the questions that we ask and then her answers, she is so, I mean, I I totally understand why she won this event. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the first interview. Felicia Parker of Anytime Baskets, the winner of the Small Business Showcase. Felicia Parker, Any Occasion Basket. What odds did you give you winning this tonight? Oh, gosh. I I don't even think I know what the odds I gave myself. I just was praying that I would win. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that I would. Praying for a miracle, really. Have you spent the money in your head yet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I haven't. But I promise you, in my head, I'm going to be thinking about how I can give some of that back to my community. That was one of the reasons why they did choose you, because you're already giving back to your community. How so? You know what? We've had the opportunity to serve in so many different ways. We've given back to frontline workers due to COVID. It impacted so many people. Um, We've given to families that have been impacted by COVID. Prior to COVID, I apologize, we've been able to give to local elementary schools, um, to uh, uh, a re-entry program for prisoners. Um, So we've had the opportunity to serve in many different ways, and we're just so excited about it. Take us through the process. When did you hear about it? When did you fill out? Until tonight. Okay, so funny, it had been open for a while. And I happened chance follow, saw it on my Instagram feed when I was trying to post something of a basket we made. And I said, oh, maybe I should apply for that. And that was early March. And I was like, okay, Lord, let me win, please. And just went through the process. And every time I got an email saying, hey, you made it to the next round, I'm like, thank you, God. And just submitting the paperwork and doing the interviews and all that stuff, it was just so exciting. Very nerve-wracking, but so exciting just to even be considered and continue to go from round to round. So I'm really excited. Tell us about your business. Tell us about the baskets. Tell us us what you can get. So with Any Occasion Baskets, we have been in business since 2016, and you can get anything. Okay. Um, Any Occasion Baskets, the name says, speaks for itself. Yes. (laughs) Any Occasion is the perfect time for a basket, whether it's your birthday, whether it's a a sympathy basket, whether it's a welcome to work, it's your first day, or congratulations on your anniversary, um, welcome baby, welcome home. (laughs) I mean, you name it. Right. The list goes on and on and on. What did it mean to you to have the Raiders involved in this as well? Okay, I must say the Raiders hit close to home. My dad is a huge Raiders fan, okay. lifelong Raiders fan. So to see his face light up and to know that we are now a part of this with the Raiders, is it's it's huge for us. What did he say? What did he say when he found out? He said he was just so proud. I think the shock, he hasn't said much to me yet. Right, right. He... he, he he was trying to calm his own nerves before they made the announcement. He so might he has be a, making you a basket for I think, I think he might be doing that full of Raider stuff. How does something like this help a small business? Oh my gosh, this is huge because it puts us on a level of exposure that we didn't have before. So before, I mean, it was I was so grateful for what we had, but this just like blew the box off of that, like times a million. And now we have the opportunity to get in front of so many different people, which I think is so exciting because it's really going to help our business big time. I'm so grateful. How did COVID affect you? You said you're a relatively new business. How does the pandemic affect your business? It hit us hard initially. We lost a ton of business, and I really took the time to pray about it and figure out what we wanted to do because I did not want to have to close my business down. And so we kind of 
took a moment and decided we were going to start giving back, and that's when we started giving back to the frontline ER workers um, and just donating baskets and donating them from other businesses to help other small businesses grow as well because so many businesses were impacted. I thought, you know what, let's go ahead and serve because that's what we say we do, so that's what we did. Where, where does that come from, though? Where does that humility come from? Where does that, hey, I'm going to give back even though I may be struggling a little myself? I'm, I'm a Christian. Um, God is at the forefront of everything that we do, right. um, and so when I took the time to think about it, I thought, okay, how can we serve and how can I honor God? And that was literally our turning point. Um, it was, okay, we're going to give back. Right now you have no business coming in and you have product, you have baskets, you have so much you can give. Right. Give it. And so that's what we did. Well, salute to you. What would be Thank your you. piece of advice for somebody who's trying to start their own business? I would say chase that dream and that passion fearlessly because you never know where it will take you. I mean, look, we're in Allegiant Stadium and I started in my dining room with a, a thought of a pretty basket with a bow on it. And here we are today. I would say chase it fearlessly. Don't listen to the naysayers and don't listen to your own doubts because they're going to come. But I'm telling you, there's some awesome things in store if you'll just keep pushing and, and chase that dream for sure. What a great winner right there. <laughs> that was Felicia Parker. Anytime baskets. Just, I think, very inspirational. You know, people always call into the Lockdown Raiders podcast and sometimes look for inspiration sometimes say that I I have things to say that that make them feel inspired but if that right there from Felicia Parker doesn't inspire you to do something or or continue to chase your dreams then nothing will so I thought that was very important to play that uh, I thought it was really cool that her dad is a super big Raider fan and he's just super fired up and pumped up about you know her winning the whole event and even being part of the event now the next sound I want you to hear comes from former Raider great Lincoln Kennedy this is a group setting as well it's a very short one and it's funny because I'm trying not to be greedy you know I tried to just go in there and I let the TV guys start to talk and then finally I asked a couple questions and then I stopped because just common courtesy thought that you know a couple more questions were going to come Lincoln's way by way of the TV guys and then all of a sudden they stopped and they stopped so quick he was like oh that's it okay cool and then that was it and so we really didn't get a whole lot of time with Lincoln but I guess a part of that was my fault but either way here it is our conversation with Lincoln Kennedy my name is Lincoln Kennedy with the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, you kind of know that you're a small business owner. What does this really mean for a small business owner? Well, you know, sometimes we get lost in the shuffle where the big companies seem to generate so much interest and news caption that the small businesses are often overlooked and not really appreciated. But, you know, every business had to have its start somewhere. And so that's why small businesses and communities, especially coming out of the pandemic, are absolutely essential. Got to give back to community and small businesses do it all the time. Have you had a chance to speak with her about her business and maybe if she wins, what she's going to spend the money on? Not yet. Uh, there was so much excitement generated by the package, obviously, and the winning it that uh, that we'll get a chance to sit down and talk hopefully soon. What would be your advice for her getting a windfall of 100 grand? Well, I mean, obviously you want to use it wisely, but you kind of have to, don't have to say that and mention that, to be to be honest. You know, and this gives a small business an opportunity not only to have a leg up, but coming into out of the pandemic into a time where it's a very exciting time here in Vegas with the Raiders, the stadium opening up, so on and so forth. So a business gets a little bit more exposure that way. But it also, to the other businesses, the other six that were here as a finalist, and the other businesses that were involved in the, in the, the uh, competition, to try to do more, try to be better, because this is obviously a, a big advantage if they're able to get it. Why was it so important for you to be involved and why was it so important for the Raiders to be involved as well? Well, the Raiders have been involved ever since the announcement the Raiders are coming to Vegas with a lot of community involvement, whether it was youth sports or giving back to the heroes. So they wanted to establish their foothold in Las Vegas and Nevada in general. And so this was just another part of this, another way for us as a Raiders organization to give back, to show that we're here in the community. We're not just here to take, we're also here to give back and help make Las Vegas a better community or Nevada a better state. 
and for you as a guy who had many challenges to get to the highest level as a small business owner, how do you compare that to the struggles it may have took to get to the NFL? Well, I've often told people that have crossed my paths, you know, what's it like to be retired? Well, I'm not retired, retired. I retired from football and I had to find some sort of something else to go into. So not only designing, defining my business uh, during broadcasting and stuff that I've done in, in the media, but also wanting to give something back to the, continue my legacy with my children. So small business, starting a small business and being a part of the community has been very important to me. So there you go right there. Former Raider great Lincoln Kennedy letting you know why it was important for the Raiders to be involved in this. As he said, they've been involved ever since they've been to the community and why it was important for him as well. And it's always great to hear from Lincoln. I was going to go ahead and dive into some football questions as well. But since, uh, you know, since it got wrapped up really quickly, I said, you know what, I can get Lincoln uh, anytime. So uh, I'll get him later. But it was just kind of cool to see him shake his hand, say what's up again. It's been a while since I had seen him. Last time I had actually ran into Lincoln Kennedy, I was in Dallas and he was in Dallas for a fantasy football convention. And so we kind of chopped it up there. He's been on the podcast before. Really, really good dude. So it's just good to run into Lincoln and see him. Now, want to get into the really, really good conversation, a really fun conversation, the one I'm most fired up about. It's not every day you get to talk to the Raiders president, Mark Bedane, and it's not very every day that you get to do it in a one-on-one setting. Well, Raider Nation, on Tuesday, that's what happened to your boy. So here it is. Here's that conversation. Myself and Raiders president, Mark Bedane. I'm here with Raiders president Mark Bedane here at Allegiant Stadium, and uh, we're at the Small Business Showcase. And uh, I just asked Lincoln Kennedy, why was it so important for the Raiders to be involved ever since you guys came into this community, and why was it so involved for him? But for you, for being the president of the Raiders, why was it so involved, uh, so important to be involved in this event? This event, I think, is uh, it's similar to some of our community efforts in that when the Raiders get involved, you really amplify uh, the association with, with whoever it is, whether it's a philanthropic cause or a charitable organization. We bring a lot of attention uh, to that, uh, to that cause. And sometimes you don't see that, right? And sometimes, um, our affiliation can be the springboard to, to get some notoriety or get some attention for a, a really worthwhile cause. So then you apply that to the small business aspect of it. And you're taking someone who's put their heart and soul and, and, and life into this passion. And our involvement can help really take that business to another level and amplify it and, and build a new customer base and expose them to hundreds of thousands of new potential customers and what that might uh, do for this young lady tonight I think was pretty special. Would you say it's kind of similar to trying to build a, a football team? You know, it's a lot of challenges along the way. Yeah, football teams can be looked at as a small business. Right. You know, a lot of NFL teams started as small businesses and, and grew. And um, Yeah, you got to put the right pieces together. you got to have the right leadership. you got to have the right coaching. And uh, we saw seven worthwhile candidates and, and we have a really worthwhile winner. Well, like I said, we're here at Allegiant Stadium, beautiful stadium. Last year didn't get to hold fans, but this year there's going to be fans. There was just the Garth Brooks concert here. Uh, how did you feel about that event, that major event happening here? The event was special. When you had 60,000 people in here uh, sharing that collective experience, you could tell it was a special moment for everybody and certainly for everyone at the Raid organization and with the stadium project who was there. Uh, the culmination of five years of work on the stadium and decades of work for the Davis family to get uh, a suitable stadium. And for Las Vegas, uh, the culmination of an incredible process where they really came together and, and got all the right people in place, the business owners and the, the government leaders and, and the folks that made it happen to, to build this stadium for Las Vegas and 
to have that piece of infrastructure so we can have a Garth Brooks concert. We can have uh, the Champions League that's coming. Right. We can have all these other events that are coming to town. Um, it's special, and, and Vegas is coming back, as you can see, and we hope to be a big part of it by bringing a lot of tourists and a lot of visitors to town. Talking right now with Mark Bredane, president of the Las Vegas Raiders. We're here at Allegiant Stadium, and just going on that subject of all the different events that are coming here. I mean, SummerSlam, Garth Brooks just happened. I mean, there's uh, the, the, the soccer's coming. I mean, there's so many different events that are going to be here. How exciting is that for an organization? It's, it's great. We have 17 events, I think, in the first 16 weeks. So it's great for us. It's great for the city. It's great for, for everybody that put their heart and soul into this project and has now seen it come to life and seeing all the patrons come into the building and enjoy themselves and get a chance to see their stadium. Uh, I don't know which one you're most excited for. You mentioned SummerSlam <laughs> first, so I don't know if that's... I'm not even a wrestling guy, but I know a lot of wrestling people are. <laughs> yeah. No, we've got some concerts that we're working on that we haven't even announced yet uh, for the fall, and then we've obviously got our 10 Raider games, the 6 UNLV games, Pac-12 Championship, uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, which has got an elevated matchup due to being here. The Pro Bowl is coming here. Yeah, yeah. So you just have a lot. East West Shrine game. East West Shrine yeah, game. Yeah. So we just have we have a lot to, to look forward to here. Absolutely. And final question for you. When you drive by the highway and you look over and you see this beautiful black stadium to the right or to the left of you, what do you think? I'm just, it's humbling. It's really humbling that this community was a part of this and uh, how they embraced the project from pretty much the first meeting. And we've said it before, this is a get-to-yes town. They find the obstacles and they smash right through them and then they move on to the next one. And um, the, the pace at which this project took shape and, and came to fruition, I don't think will ever be mirrored anywhere else in the, in the world. And so when we see it uh, and we drive by it, it's a beautiful building and you, you just should be humbled by it. You should be thankful that we were able to be a part of it. So there it is. That's that one-on-one right there with Raiders president Mark Bedane already scoring, man. You talk to the president the very first time that you really go out to an event, you're already feeling good about yourself. So, yeah, uh, your boy definitely has a big smile on his face knowing that uh, that I was able to land that, and, and Mark was super cool. And it, just, it wasn't like I had to ask him and beg him to, to talk to me. I just say, hey, you got a couple minutes? He said, sure, no problem. So we talked, chopped it up a little bit, talked about a, a, a mutual friend of ours. He actually used to live across the street from my best friend growing up the Zamora so we kind of had that common ground as well so uh, kind of introduced myself and then boom went on with the interview so hopefully you enjoyed that I know I did coming up in segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 before we get into that though I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here of the Locked On Raiders podcast and the first one is rockauto.com I've been telling you about them for quite a while most importantly Raider Nation they're going to help you save money you need to buy some auto parts. They're going to help you save money. Why spend up to 30%, 50%, sometimes even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Why don't you just go to rockauto.com and get it a lot cheaper? I've used this example before, but Honda Odyssey, a fuel pump, it's $353 from a chain store. You can get it for $216 from rockauto.com. That's a lot of savings right there. That's what I'm talking about, and that's what Rock Auto com provides. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. They've got everything you need, brakes, tail lamp, motor oil, carpet. You need it, they got it. Again, go to rockauto.com. The catalog is unique. It's super easy to navigate. Uh, all you got to do is select the parts that you need. Boom, you pay for them, and the parts are delivered directly to your door. The only thing I ask for you to do is... Go to rockauto.com, and there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? You say Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I'm doing my job and that I sent you. So uh, go ahead and check that out today, rockauto.com, the easiest and best way to find a solution to all your auto part needs. 
Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about Built Bar, and we all know I've been talking about Built Bar for quite a while. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. Those are the flavors that they're really focusing in on right now. You can get them at BuiltBar.com. Uh, they're softer, easy to chew. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they're a protein bar, so they're good for you, but they taste really good at the same time, which is very rare. Healthy bar that tastes great, right? It almost doesn't go in the same sentence, but Built Bar, make sure that they do, do that for you. And you can always go to the website and check for the limited time flavor. Last week, they had the Built Grasshopper Cookie. Right now, that's not available, but at certain times, they'll have that limited time flavor. So just go ahead and check it out. Uh, maybe there's one that you really, really like that's not available right now. It could pop up any day, and it could be available for 24 hours. It could be available for three days. Who knows? But they do that every once in a while. They'll have that limited time flavor. So BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15 while you're there. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. So BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 is going to save you 15% off your order on a great tasting protein bar builtbar.com segment number three it's up next your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day here we go raider nation segment number three of today's locked on raiders podcast your calls and text straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line you know the number 707-654-4693 let's start things off with army raider he's calling in to respond to a few of the podcasts he's been hearing including the defense and then he also talks about Derek carr here he is army raider what's up q it's your boy army raider he's finished listening to the past couple days of podcasts just a couple quick points to each of them I think going first with defense and how you kept saying it doesn't need to be a top 10 defense. It doesn't need to be this kind of defense. I agree. I think the word that needs to be said for the defense is opportunistic. It needs to be an opportunistic defense. And I mean that with sacks, turnovers, and stops. It needs to take advantage when it can. My second point would be on the call yesterday from Jordan in Oregon about Derek Carr. And, and I I see a lot of his points, but I'm going to disagree slightly with one thing on why Carr is going about things the way he is. I don't think it's that he just doesn't care anymore. He had this release. I think like any man or woman or anyone in any profession, he finally just got tired of hearing all the crap. And I think he's making it known now, like, no, I'm the man. These are my goals. This is what we're going to do. So I think it might not necessarily be that he just doesn't care as much or this least. I think he's just got a bigger chip on his shoulder and he's a little pissed off. And to me, I'd rather have a quarterback with that chip on his shoulder who's pissed off than someone who just feels released. That's just my way of looking at it. Hope everyone's doing well. Peace and love to all. Raider Nation. Army Raider out. There he goes. Army Raider right there. Thank you for your service, my man. I definitely appreciate you. And yes, opportunistic defense, spot on. Sacks, turnovers, stops when they need it the most. Yes, that is exactly what the Raiders defense needs to be. And I also think you're spot on when it comes to Derek Carr. He said, and matter of fact, he's made a, a point of it. He's not trying to go out of his way and please everyone anymore. He's just not doing it. He said, hey, I realize that you can't do that. So uh, he knows who he is. He knows what he's capable of. And in his mind, he's ready to go out there and prove it. And I think that that 
that's the only thing that you could really ask him to do and expect him to do. And again, going into year four under John Gruden, you only have to expect him and should expect him to continue to improve. And I think that you'll see that. I'm excited to see what element of the game or what area of his game he improves in year four under Gruden because he's improved every single year. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up is a text from Slayer Raider from Chicago. It says, hey, Q, new booty here. Slayer Raider from Chicago. I hear people around Chicago saying we're going to the Bears versus Raiders game in Vegas, and it's going to be so much fun, they say. We need to make sure that their experience in Vegas at the Death Star is as uncomfortable as possible. We need to make these away fans feel like the Raiders crowd is the most brutal crowd in the NFL. Thank you, Q, for the great show that I enjoy each and every day. It's from Slayer Raider from Chicago. And, uh, yeah, man, you make a great point. You know, you don't want – and that's that doesn't just – pertain to Bears fans that's all the fans that come into Allegiant Stadium throughout 2021 you don't want them to get comfortable and be like oh hey we can go there's Vegas uh they're not an intimidating crowd and I'm not saying you know be mean and do anything dirty or foul to them but just you know hey be loud and proud man wear your silver and black make sure that they know that that is that is Raider Nation's house that ain't their house you know they can go watch the game but remember back in the Oakland Coliseum back in the day where the visiting fans they wouldn't even wear their colors remember you just knew who they were because they were wearing like a, a not a business suit but they'd be wearing like a collar shirt and they just be sitting there quiet you know and, and they had no no team colors on so you're like oh yeah that's a, that's a fan of the other team that's what it needs to be man Raider Nation needs to get in there start doing that Raiders and make it loud and make the walls start shaking and just give the Raiders that home field advantage that's what needs to be the Raiders need to get that home field advantage and it's going to be up to Raider Nation to provide that so thank you so much for that text my man I appreciate you next up I got a call from Eddie in Portland he's calling to talk about the expectations expectation conversation we had on the podcast and has a really good passionate answer to what they should be what those expectations should be here he is eddie in portland thank you it's eddie in portland uh, i just wanted to talk a second about these, this expectations question so I, i've been meaning to call in about this for a while but i, I think for this team y- yeah they didn't make the playoffs last year but i think the expectations were still playoffs and i don't think if we're taking the um longer-term approach with Gruden and this whole regime, this whole era, I don't think we can just give wash off last year. It's like, oh, you know, they didn't make it, so we're just going to have a mulligan year, and we're just going to say, oh, same expectations this year. needs to be playoffs. It's just playoffs or bust, playoffs or bust. But, you know, like, I don't think even if we have that storied um, 12-win uh, season with no playoffs somehow – missing the playoffs that way I don't think that's I don't think that's good enough I don't like I don't think that's even a word I think last year that was fine I think last year that's close enough to what happened you know like we were in the mix I think that was fine enough I mean it was it didn't reach expectations but it was like it was a it was a d you know like in terms of like the expectations or or a c a c minus like you know it was it was a passing grade it was it was it was okay-ish, but still very disappointing. And you know, I I think this year, I I think honestly, I think it's you're playing in the divisional round, or it's a, or it's a little disappointing. You know, like I think we have to raise expectations. I can't think. I don't think we can just go with last year's expectations and hope for the same thing. I think we're giving Gruden too much slack if we are laying off this way. And I know this can sound very, on the surface, it can sound very unreasonable, but I think how many years has this been going on? You know, like we didn't, we didn't trade away our best player to just be some mediocre team, you know, like 
we ha- we have to hold this team to a higher standard, you know, because, you know, that's the legacy of this team. Even though we've been through such hard times for so long, you know, this is just we have to raise the bar. And I think I, I it's I think Derek Carr is saying the right things. I think the team is saying the right things. I think we as fans, I know it hurts when we get let down, but, you know, I think high expectations are ultimately good. I think I think we need more of that. Can't just expect mediocrity. Anyway, thanks. Thanks. There he goes. That's Eddie in Portland. Thank you for the call, my man. And I, I love it. Raise the bar. You know, Derek Carr is saying the right things. The team is saying the right things. How about the fan base say the right things? Don't just settle for a playoff berth. How about a divisional round? I like that. I like that. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? If, if you're not expecting greatness from yourself or you're not expecting greatness from your team, then what are we doing? You know what I mean? So I'm not mad at all at Eddie's call. You know, I, I do know that you just don't, you know, just go and make a, a jump from not being in the playoffs forever and then all of a sudden just make a Super Bowl run. But at the same time, it's, it's not a bad thing to have those kind of expectations, especially when you know the offense is a really good offense. They obviously need to continue to improve, especially in the red zone. But if that defense can help them out and compliment them some, then, man, they could have an opportunity to be in the playoffs and make a deep run. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. I do like that call from Eddie. Like I said, very passionate and very as a matter of fact. So thank you so much for that, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, next up, I got a text from D. Cowman or D. Coleman. Says, hey, Q, first time caller. D. Coleman here, texting from Auburn, California. Been listening for two plus years and have loved every episode. Just reaching out because there's been one name I haven't heard all offseason, our play caller, Nick Kwiatkowski. After his first season with the Raiders and his first season play calling, what are your thoughts on him having to learn another new defensive scheme and what are your expectations for him, our linebacker crew this season? Would Casey Hayward ever take over play calling with his familiarity with Gus Bradley? Thanks, Q. Congrats on the new gig and go Ray. Raiders. D. Coleman right there. Uh, pre- appreciate the uh, text, my man. Appreciate you being a new booty here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, even though you've been listening for a very, very long time. And you know what's funny is sometimes when you don't talk about somebody, that's a good thing. And you're right. Nick Kukowski has not been talked about at all all offseason because he did a good job. I think he could be better, but he did a good job in, in 2020. And I do think that Gus Bradley, I think with Ron Miles, I think with uh, with Richard Smith in particular because he's the linebackers coach, I think with him and Gus Bradley, I think Kukowski's actually going to take his game to the next level. I'm not worried about him having to learn a new scheme. Uh, he's one of those guys that he's just a blue-collar worker. He's going to go out there and get after it, and he's going to do everything he's got to do to take his game to the next level. So I think that he'll be just fine. I'm actually excited about the linebackers. I'm excited about Corey Littleton. I'm excited about, again, going back to Richard Smith, what he can do and how he can change the the linebacking core, how that he can make them improve. I think Corey Littleton, you'll see an improvement from him this year. He won't be the disappointment that he was in 2020. And the reason I feel that way is not just because of the coach, uh, you know, Richard Smith, but also because of Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton is a guy who said he was disappointing in 2020 and that he knew he was thinking and he was slow and reacting slow. He's going to go out there and he knows he's got to be better, and I think he will be better. So uh, I don't think Casey Hayward would ever take over the play calling. Maybe the safety would take over the play calling. Maybe Jonathan Abram, but I don't even think that. I think that uh, I think Nick Wachowski is going to be the guy. I think he's going to do a great job, and I think that linebacking core is going to be a lot better 
Of course, Nicholas Morrow's there. Uh, but the Raiders have some other dudes that can play the linebacker position as well. They kind of have a deep room right now. So it should be fun. It should be interesting. So thank you so much for that text, my man. And really, that's all I got time for on today's show. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. I know I had a lot of fun being at Allegiant Stadium. Hopefully you enjoyed those conversations. Those are conversations that you're going to actually hear on Raider Nation Radio on Thursday when I'm filling in for Vinny on uh, his show in the huddle from the Raiders headquarters. I'm actually going to play all three of those conversations. So you got it first, Raider Nation. The Locked On Raiders podcast got it first because, well, I was here first and foremost. So, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you got those conversations first, but it's all good. Either way, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, I have a really good conversation. I had a, a, someone tweet at me talking about Raider greats, talking about Charles Woodson, and a lot more. I'll explain it on tomorrow's show. That'll come up. I'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Of course, more news and notes of the day. So, until then, Raider Nation, have a great day. Uh, continue to do what you do. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself because we are not out of the woods as far as COVID-19 goes, but uh, continue to take care of yourself, be as safe as possible, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.